Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to throw over the middle and into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona State. We support each other's uh, teams the rest of the year, but during this game, all bets are off. That was all Keaton Slovis. Wow, what a play by him. One man to beat 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, a new NCAA record. Dante Pettis. Washington State has found a way to move the ball. It's incredible what we're seeing here at Pullman tonight. Touchdown, Oregon. They fake the handoff. Justin Herbert delivers a dart. I went to HR several times about how the Duck fans treat me. Touchdown, Utah. I mean, this is the Pac-12 we're talking about. It's a Thanksgiving special of Believe in the Pac-12 on the Believe Podcast Network. No matter how you're listening or where you're listening or how you're celebrating or who you're celebrating with, all of us here at Believe appreciate you making us a part of your podcast listening plans. A lot to get into. Ryan Leafs here, SXM College Football Analyst. My name is John Thrifkin. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Thanksgiving weekend to join us here. Pac-12 football week four in action coming up. We'll preview all five games. No ASU, no Colorado. It's looking like so far. Excuse me, Colorado, Utah, USC, as of right now, is still good to go. Utah is now playing in Washington. That is a 4.30 game ABC. We'll get into all of those. Prior to coming on, though, Ryan and I got into a bit of an argument. Uh, We'll call it a debate of the college football playoff and its rankings. Ryan talked about how Oregon at 15th, basically, it's a statement from the committee saying, we don't think Oregon is any good. Now, I agree with him. The circumstances aside, here... No, I no, 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 no. They're saying we don't think the Pac-12 is any good. Okay. They, it, it, what they're saying is, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt because they're a brand. Because Colorado and Washington easily could be in the top 25 uh, for what they produced in terms of what you're going to compare them to. So, so I have a question. So every week the AP has their poll of various sports writers and people across the country of the Mercury, Mercury news, John Wilner, who probably is the, the best source for PAC 12 um, news and just team by team sources put Oregon at 18th. There were two guys that had Oregon lower than 15. There were two guys that had Oregon in their top four. And the guy who consistently covers the conference puts Oregon at 18th is there some does that give some credibility to the conference if the guy who represents the conference in leading coverage has Oregon that low too or do you think that that is just Wilner also undervaluing the conference even though he's one of the people who really sees it in action and at the top level uh week to week yeah I I think it's absolutely absurd uh and what we've watched uh in conferences this year uh the Big Ten the the ACC the Big 12 and the SEC, there is, you know, there's a there's a couple elite teams, but everybody else has been just as trash as the Pac-12. So it's it it's it's absurd um, what they do. Essentially, what the committee does is exactly what I do on Sunday nights. It, I, I put out a I put out what I what I believe the top 25 is, and that's what the committee does. They don't have anything to back up their uh, reasoning. You watched. Um, you know, the athletic director required to go out and talk about it. And he didn't tell us anything. He just spouted off a bunch of different things that aren't necessarily true. You're like, you know, head to head is so important to us. Look, 
Texas A&M deserves to be ahead of Florida. It doesn't, uh, it really doesn't matter as much when you get down the line and Oklahoma and Iowa State are there because uh, we just think and see that Oklahoma is a better team right now. Really? Iowa State just dismantled the Kansas State team 45 to nothing that you lost to. Oh, and by the way, Iowa State beat them. How are you? How are you? They don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all about how it's perceived. They just, they just do it. 13 of them in a room. That's all it takes. You know, they make a decision and that's the way it's going to go. And sure enough, the four teams that are in it, most likely are going to be the four teams that are uh, in it at the end unless chaos happens. Yeah. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, uh, the top four in that order. Clemson has had a buzz nationally being at third. I think when you came out, you had them, what, at sixth or seventh in your in your top 25 poll or your top 10 poll? I, I don't know if it's overrated, to be honest with you. I still think that they're the best team in the country. I know their defense has been lacking, but I don't think that they've really needed their defense as much. Um, I, and look, TJ, losing by that that score against Notre Dame with who young Galele is the starter shows just how Not, dynamic the to do with they it. are. Yeah, nothing to do with it. They, they don't belong in the top four right now. Uh, they're not the best team in the country either. Uh, Alabama by far or Notre Dame by far right now, in my opinion. Those two are the best teams in the country right now, uh, in my opinion. And Clemson's going to have to do some work. There's not a, there's not, you, you know, there's not a automatic that they beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. If they're playing right now, I'd pick Notre Dame in the game. I don't care if Trevor Lawrence is playing. Defense is decimated. They haven't got anybody back. That was the problem that night. DJ threw for a record passing yards in that game. Now, you know, Trevor would have been better on third down. I think they were three for 15. That was the, the bigger issue. Didn't have the, the camaraderie with Amari Rogers and the likes. But, you know, Travis ATM coughed it up. Amari Rogers, seniors, coughed it up, right? That's, that's, that's guys that are playing anyway. Defensively and what Ian Book and that offense did in terms of blitz pickup, that's what makes me believe they are the better team right now. They have the best win this year. I have them at number one. I have Alabama at number two. I have Ohio State at number three, and I have Florida at number four. So I, it, it's completely different right now. Now, Clemson has an opportunity to get back in there. They beat Notre Dame. They're back in the conversation. But for our conference, for the Pac-12, chalk needs to fly. We talked about that. It, it just has to. Uh, Alabama has to win. Uh, Clemson's got to lose to Notre Dame again. Ohio State's got to go undefeated. And we have to have a undefeated Pac-12 champion, whether that's USC or uh, Oregon, having played all their games. Washington's most likely out of the conversation because they're not going to have enough games played. Colorado, probably out of the conversation because they're not going to have enough games played. So we need one of those undefeated teams to be 7-0, and and that gives the Pac-12 the best and only shot to sneak in at number four, I think. And it's still going to be problematic I, I suspect that if the committee sees a 7-0 and Pac-12 champion they get in over an undefeated Cincinnati team over a two-loss Oklahoma team or Iowa State uh, over a one-loss Texas A&M team um, but I, I believe that would happen but it's going to take a lot and I, I just I, I don't know if it if it's going to bear out and they don't have the consolation prize this year with the Rose Bowl the Rose Bowl is a national semifinal so that's always a great consolation prize when the Pac-12 doesn't make it to the Final Four every year, but this year it won't be available. Yeah, I'm going to fight you in Notre Dame a little bit here, backing up real quick. I know we're into the conference and, and how all this the national implications affect it. 
I think UNC is going to expose something in, in Notre Dame this weekend. You can call me crazy. It's a hot take. I think that the last two games, Sam Howell has been playing out of his mind and he's been overshadowed, obviously, by much bigger cats in, the, in, in, this, in this deep quarterback sea that we're purveying right now. But um, I don't know. I think Mac Brown's defense has really improved this year. I know they lost a close one to Virginia a couple of weeks ago, but I think, I think that Notre Dame, they could be susceptible this weekend. And I'm hoping that if North Carolina can get that win, not only does it make me feel better because it makes me feel better about how I feel about Notre Dame, um, but it'll be easier for the Pac-12 because then there's another another one-loss team out there that automatically makes it harder for Clemson or Dame if one of those teams loses in the ACC championship um, to then get in over a no-loss Pac-12 team. Um, I do agree with you nationally, though. The Big the Big Ten, I mean, Northwestern's going to need to fall um, easily. I mean... Well, that will already that, happen. That, 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 all, that's, all the teams ahead of them, everything will play out. They, they just need to go undefeated because... Uh, the bottom line is, is if, if Notre Dame's not able to beat Clemson again, both of them are getting in and then two conferences are being left out and an undefeated Cincinnati team and an undefeated BYU team. So, yeah. you know, that's what needs to happen. Chalk needs to fly for the Pac-12 to get in. It just it's bottom line. They cannot have any sort of missteps by teams or, or chaos or Florida doing something crazy and winning the Pac or winning the SEC championship. They need Chalk to absolutely fly straight down the line the rest of the way for them to have a chance. And as college football goes, it's almost too much to ask for sometimes, especially in this crazy season. But nonetheless, teams taking the field this Friday, two teams. Um, we have the formerly known as, we're allowed to say it here, formerly known as Civil War, now without a name at Research Stadium in Corvallis. Oregon State at Oregon at 4.30 on ESPN. But at 1 o'clock, the early game on Fox, Stanford, Cal, the battle of the lacklusters in the North, two teams with great defensive minded coaches who have a history of great defense and also solid quarterback play across the line. Cal and Stanford coming in at 0-2, two, two bad losses for both these programs to begin their seasons. Uh, Stanford, honestly, they almost came back against Colorado, but the score wasn't as close uh, as the, the progression of Colorado's play was over Stanford in that game. So for you, Ryan, Cal, Stanford, what are you looking for? Well, Cal's got an advantage having being the defender of the axe. You know, they hadn't won that game in a long time. And there's some confidence built around it. It's at Berkeley, which doesn't mean anything right now uh, in terms of fan bases or home field advantage. So I, I think Cal has gotten better. I thought I thought Chase Garbers was much better. Um, defensively, they were, you know, they were okay against a very good Oregon State offense. But they just hadn't had enough practices, and they hadn't tackled. It was like going seven on seven for the the two weeks leading into the game, and you could tell, you know, two seventy-five yard plus touchdowns on one play against Oregon State, and then special teams was just awful. So, I think Justin Wilcox gets that figured out. I think, I think uh, Mills was as good in the second half as he's been. Um, he only had one day of practice before that game. And didn't play the week before. So more practice time. I think it's a more competitive game. Um, this is a straight pick em game. It's even. So uh, I'm going to go with, with, with Cal. Stanford's been on the decline for almost two years now. Uh, they haven't shown me anything this year as of yet. Cal looked a little improved. This is the third game for them. I think Chase Garbers right now is, is the better quarterback between the two. Um, you know, we'll see when the end of the year is here, but. I'm going to go with with Cal to win this game close, 
That's, I mean, you hit all the points. I agree. I think at Cal's going to pull away. I give him a field goal um, somewhere like 30-27, maybe even six points, 30-24. I just think, um, yeah, overall, Cal will get enough stops defensively as they improve week to week with their secondary against a, a guy who, again, we've seen progress from each week, got screwed out of the opening game against Oregon. I'm sure that had a mental aspect that played um, in his slow progression this season as well. But uh, I, I agree. I think Cal is more talented defensively. I think they have the better quarterback, like you said, um, and that'll lead to a, a Friday early afternoon win in Berkeley, putting them at one and two on the season. All right. Oregon, Oregon State. What wh- are people in the industry, Ryan, in your circles in, in Sirius X? And what are they? Ca- I know they can't call it the Civil War. Um, Jeff Schwartz made that very clear on Twitter yesterday. But what I mean, what are people referring to this game as? Is it just the rivalry now? It sort of takes the fun out of it. Well, we don't have to. It's a Civil War to me. It's always been the Civil War. I talked to my brother. You're an Oregon duck. Yeah, you're I call it. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a Civil War. I understand. Um, you know, it's, it's brother versus brother. That's exactly what the civil war was. So, uh, I get it. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't be, work for the, I don't work for the PAC 12 network. Um, fair enough. Yeah. You know, Oregon for me, they, they haven't improved. Um, they kind of walked away in the second halves where they were more physical and probably more talented. But I think in the UCLA game, talent kind of caught up to them um, because UCLA has some very talented players and they were running around making plays and they were able to get it done. The fact that Noah Sewell is going to play such a surprise. You and I felt when we heard that that earlier this week, that injury looked, you know, horrific. I thought there was going to be a a real problem there, but if he's able to go, um, you know, they're going to be able to shore up that rush defense against Jamar Jefferson, who's, you know, probably one of the best, if not the best in the league. Um, you know, they need to make a statement. Now, Mario Cristobal's got after him all week because no matter how it played out, he was not happy with, with how that game uh, finished. And so they've had a difficult week of practice. Um, they were confronted about, you know, mediocrity. And, and, and the committee let them know, hey, you know, we think you're mediocre. You know, I have them ninth in, my, in mine. And there's every bit of right and reason to put them higher than that uh, because um, of how they've played. So they need to make a statement. They have three games left with arguably some, some um, great matchups. They have an undefeated USC team. They could have an undefeated Washington team at the end of the season for the PAC 12 uh, North championship. So yep. uh, they need to, to show some dominance. 13 and a half points uh, is a lot of points in a rivalry game, but I've seen this game turn into blowouts. Um, Jonathan Smith's been competitive. 13 and a half points is a lot. I'm going to go Oregon wins this, but I'm going to take Oregon State to keep it close. Uh, win by 10, maybe. 38-28. Uh, let's go uh, Oregon State plus 13 and a half. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair evaluation of how, except for two years ago in Corvallis when Oregon just slapped them. Overall, that that's pretty typical of how the formerly known as Civil War tip, it goes. Um, I think that here, here's the thing. With Sewell coming back, Kayvon Thibodeau's ready to go. We'll see what happens. They're, they run a lot of nickel. This is what Andy Avalos has been running a lot of nickel this season. Um, I don't think that they're going to be running a lot of nickel this game. I think they're going to keep that 4-3 spread, and they're going to they're gonna blitz the hell out of the, the gaps because what we've learned about Oregon is that the run defense has been atrocious. Right? Go watch Demetrik Felton last week. Go look at how the first two weeks of the quarterback uh, RPOs and how effective they were against Oregon. So I think that they're going to overcommit to the run 
And it's going to be up to Jonathan Smith in recognizing that. It's going to be up to Tristan Jebby, the quarterback, in executing and, and making Oregon balance out their defense and then taking advantage with their, not maybe even just in the pack. I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, he's such a phenomenal running back. And with that line to do what he's doing, I mean, he's he's one of the best in the nation. I'll take that loosely because there's, a, I mean, of 128 teams. Um, but I do think Jamar Jefferson reaches that upper tier on a national level. Um, again, if, if Oregon state executes in recognizing the overcommittal defensively on the run and they, and they convert, I think it'll be a close game. Like you said, 10, maybe 12 points. Uh, if, if Oregon executes their game plan, the blitz gets to, to Oregon state early and their offense is rolling. I think that they could run away with this thing and make it probably three scores, maybe even 24. So those are the two ways I see it going. Um, I'll give him. I'll give him a push. I'll give him thirteen. All right, so I guess thirteen and a half. So I'll give him fourteen. I'll give him a two. I'll give them covering the spread uh, by two touchdowns. You have them with Oregon State uh, covering the spread by ten. Any clips with that? Uh no. I'm cool. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Moving over to Saturday. All right, three games. By the way, did you hear? So the West Virginia game was the primetime game on ABC. It got canceled. And I believe, I don't know, if, was the USC-Colorado game, did that that replace that ABC game? Because they were looking for a primetime game, and I didn't see USC assigned to a TV slot. So they might have actually been the game to replace it, which is, so the Pac-12 is getting back-to-back ESPN or ABC games on Saturday, which is really good exposure for the conference. And I don't know, if Washington beats Utah convincingly at 4.30, if Colorado keeps it close or USC blows Colorado out, and we see how good USC is on these networks maybe these teams will finally get a little bit of the national recognition that they may deserve more so than they're getting up to this point um let's start with 12 30 usc colorado abc usc by 11 at home what are your thoughts yeah i i think cu is explosive on offense they've had a week to prepare um they've been able to get healed up on defense a little bit i think it's a shootout i think it's an absolute shootout um, which means it's uh, going to be a touchdown or field goal type of game. I think CU keeps it close. I got CU plus eleven. Um, I need USC to win, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say USC wins the game, but uh, but CU uh, covers. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I it's I'm not convinced with USC. I don't think when we talked to Adam Rittenberg last week and when we talked to Greg McElroy or two weeks ago and Greg McElroy this past week, they both weren't sold on USC. You and I haven't been sold on USC, but they're still good enough and the Pac-12 still needs them to be good enough to be ranked somewhat convincingly in that Pac-12 championship for Oregon to go and beat them again into the college football playoffs. So I'm with you. I think USC by three in another unconvincing win. Um, against Colorado. All right, 4.30, Washington, Utah. Intriguing game. Utah still has ways to go. They have talent, but it's all very raw. And I think they have ways to go in build, rebuilding that defense with, again, the pieces that they have. Washington looked on another level last week with Dylan Morris compared to the opening week. Close win over Oregon State. Um, I have Washington covering the minus seven spread. I even think they could win by 12 uh, or two scores in this game. Yeah, I think they dominate. Utah Utah did pretty pretty admirably with a lot of players that, that weren't ready to go. Uh, they lose their starting quarterback the first series almost. He's out for the year, it sounds like now. So Jake Bentley, the fifth-year senior, I think that gives him some credibility. But uh, they just look lost um, against a USC team that really has looked lost all year long. So Washington didn't. Washington looked about as good as anybody offensively uh, last weekend and what they're trying to do, and that is to be physical 
to run the football and use play action. And Dylan Morris looked like the passer that, that he can be. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think UW uh, beats them down at home. Um, take the minus seven and run if I'm if I'm, I'm gambling on this one. Yeah, put that as a for sure in your parlay. All right, the late game, the quote Pac-12 after dark game because it's the latest game for the Pac-12, but it's at five o'clock Saturday on Fox, UCLA, Arizona. I mean, UCLA, you got to think that not only are they going to cover the 10 point spread, I think that Arizona, again, defensively just doesn't have a game plan and you, they're going to be exposed by a UCLA team that's better on the lines. Um, and that offensively is, is really elevating each week. Yeah. They've, they've improved greatly since that loss to, to Colorado. I, and actually if they don't turn it over, like they did in that first half, you know, they, they come back and win that game, dominate Cal, uh, probably should have won the, the Oregon game. Really? I, yep. I mean, uh, silly uh, moment by a quarterback making his first start, trying to make a big play when there's no play needed. Go, you know, take what, take a win and go to halftime up. And uh, ultimately, that ended up being the, the difference in the game. Um, I, I think they're, um, I think they're going to dominate an Arizona team that just absolutely found themselves in a, a situation last week that they didn't know what the hell is going on or what they were supposed to do. They have a great quarterback. But defensively, they're as bad as anybody. They could get into a semi kind of shootout, but I don't expect that to play out either. So I, I, I got UCLA and all those 10 points covering. Yeah, I agree. I think the good parlay would be that Washington-UCLA game if you're just looking for a, a for-sure Pac-12 parlay. All right, so recapping really quickly is that actually does cap what will be a quick Saturday for the Pac-12. But again, implications across the board, some close games. We both have Cal over Stanford. Pretty close game at the end of the day, though. Cal is going to win. Um, we both have Oregon, but you have Oregon State covering the spread. I have Oregon with the benefit of the doubt at 14, which would cover the spread on their end. Um, we have USC in a close win over Colorado. We have Washington and UCLA uh, in convincing fashion over Utah and Arizona, respectively. That will uh, that caps the Pac-12 slate of games this week. And Ryan, how do you plan on spe- spending um, a hopefully somewhat relaxing weekend because again, people in today's day and age, it's hard to relax with, with the world around us, but uh, let us know. What are you, what are you up to? Nothing changes, right? Same thing. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't celebrate holidays. I think they're, you know, I'm one of those, those skeptics that, that think that Hallmark just put together things. So everybody buys cards and presents yeah. and goes out and buys Turkey. I don't like Turkey. You know, I, I want a piece of pie and I want to watch football. And that's that's the that's it. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, tons of college football tomorrow, yep. tons of college football on Saturday. The NFL bounces back on Sunday. Uh, looks like the Ravens and uh, Steelers are going to go. So we're going to get to see that matchup. That was probably going to be the best matchup of today's slate on Thanksgiving Day. So that's going to be pretty much me, you know, relaxing um, and, and enjoying the, the pigskin over the weekend. That's what matters. And some college basketball is back. I don't know if you heard a lot of football fans out here, but there's some great college basketball. Gonzaga, number one in the country, convincing win over the eighth or sixth rate Kansas City, Kansas University. Wow, Jayhawks this morning. Uh, I don't think Gonzaga is going to be touched this season. I know it's a shortened season. Give Gonzaga the championship. Let's get to college basketball next year and focus on football for the rest of this year. Uh, that'll do it, though, for us here on Believe in the Pac-12 for Ryan Leaf. You can catch him on SiriusXM. What close to five days a week now at this point, huh? Next week, what are you? What are your days next week, Ryan? Before we wrap it up, um, we're going to be in the Pac-12 early, but we haven't got our schedule for the uh, ESPNU one. But I'm sure Tuesday night, uh, when when they do the the rankings release again, um, 
that's always fun to do it live. We get to bring in Reese Davis as he's uh, as he's getting, and we actually oh, get the cool. we actually get the feed about thirty seconds uh, before the TV version on it. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. You got your Twitter fingers ready. Breaking Ryan per source. Yeah. Ryan leave college football playoff rankings break. Uh, that's good stuff. Make sure to catch Ryan all over SiriusXM. We'll be back on Monday for more. Believe in the Pac-12. Matt Barry. ESPN Sports Center host will be joining us. Make sure to uh, to keep your subscriptions going so that way you can get keep all the action here on the Blue Podcast Network and in the Pac-12. For Ryan Leaf, my name is Jonathan Rifkin. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.